Hello and welcome to Learn to Pray podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about how to pray, what to pray, when to pray, where to pray, and why we pray. Our host, Pastor Teacher Arthur Taryn V. Gaddis, has dedicated his life to helping individuals understand the great importance of prayer and how we are commanded to pray. And if we are to live our lives according to his will, his way and his word, that is God's will, God's way and God's word, then we must fall down on our knees and make prayer a priority in our lives. In this week's episode, Pastor Taryn B. Gaddis gives us a little insight as to how the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayers. So lean in and listen closely as he dives deeply into the Word of God in Romans chapter 8 and discusses with us the importance of the Holy Spirit through the pain of our prayers. But tonight I want us to focus on this, the, the, the pain in prayer or more importantly, the the fact of this this groaning. Um, Christianity is the only belief system in the world that affirms that there is only one and only one true and living God. There, there are there are three, and we believe as as believers, as Baptists, that there are three divine persons in one God. They are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And this is called the doctrine of the Trinity or the Triune. Uh, this is the this is the doctrine that we believe that there are three divine persons in one God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It is called the doctrine of the Trinity. The the, the church, and let me just make a point here, the church did not, because any time I begin to teach about what we believe about the Holy Spirit, uh, because this is a very important uh, uh, doctrine of of the church, I always uh, get challenged by saying, Pastor, uh, 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 where's the verse that says that uh, uh, that explains the doctrine of the Trinity? And is there a sentence in the Bible? Is there is, is there something in the Bible that says that there is one God that exists in three persons equally in divine essence, uh, but distinct in their personhood? Well, the answer is absolutely not. No, there's no one verse. There is no one sentence. There is one, no one scripture uh, that, that tells us this in the Bible. Rather, the, the reason why the church has embraced the doctrine of the Trinity is because the Bible unwaveringly speak of one true God there are there there is three gods and yet um, is not three gods and yet reveals the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit as God as distinct persons. Now you might say, well, Pastor, I don't understand any of that. I 
I, I don't know that it is really our responsibility to understand it as much as it is for us to believe it. One of the places where the third person of the Trinity is revealed in this particular path is in this particular passage. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, he is the Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit, is revealed most fully in the eighth chapter of Romans. We, we, we are, we are for, uh, forcing, uh, we're forced to look at the work of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit if we are to understand Romans chapter 8. And, and an overview of what it says about the Spirit helps us to understand that the Spirit of God is more than a force, it's more than a power, but it is a person who works along with the Father to reveal, uh, to so that we can relate to the Father. Holy Spirit is one who comes alongside, it's the paraclete. It comes alongside of us and it comes alongside of us, watch this, to uh, in the person that works along with the Father and helps you and I relate to the Father. It is the Holy Spirit that revealed to you and I, if you and I are truly, genuinely, authentically saved, it is. it was the Holy Spirit. It was him that impressed upon our hearts that we were in need of a savior and we needed saving. And he then brought us to Jesus who became our savior. And one of the goals uh, of me mentioning that is that you might learn how to love the Holy Spirit. One of the commands that we uh, are taught from the very beginning of the Bible is for us to, to love God with all of our heart, our minds, and our soul. But many times we think that that leaves out God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We understand God, but here it speaks of loving God. One of the greatest commandments is to love God with all that you are. And if we're ever to love God as, and with all that we are, we must love not only God the Father, but we need to learn how to God, love God the Son. And then we need to learn how to love God the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is God. It is God. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And thus, when we say we love God with all our heart, our minds, and our soul, we love them. We love the Godhead. We love the triune. We love the doctrine of the Trinity of the truth that the great triune beings, we love them. And thus, he wants to conduct a conversation with us. God the Father speaks to himself. I said it on Sunday and I'll say it again. God the Father speaks and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit speaks to 
himself, God the Father, speaks with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. God the, Holy, uh, God the Son speaks to God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. The God the Holy Spirit speaks to God the Father and God the Son. He speaks to himself. He is a one God in three powerful personalities and persons, but yet they all are one. What does he talk about? Told you on Sunday, he God talks to himself about creation. He talks to himself about creation. But not only does he speak to himself about creation, he speaks to himself about condemnation. And then he speaks to himself about Christians. This is important because when we get to Romans chapter eight, we began to realize that the Holy Spirit intercedes for God's children. We're reminded, if you got your Bibles open, Romans chapter eight, if you go to verse 34, verse 34 says this in Romans chapter eight, verse 34, uh, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he was raised, who is at the right hand of, the, uh, of God, who indeed intercedes for us. He, he teaches you and I that the Holy Spirit and that Jesus himself is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. Uh, in other words, God is so deeply concerned about you and I that he would talk to himself. And as he talks to himself about his creation, about the condemnation, he then begins to pray to himself about his followers. What, what an amazing thought. What, what an amazing thought. I hope I didn't blow your mind, but what is it? What amazing a thought to think about the fact that God, uh, he thinks about us, that God talks to himself, but what that he does, he talks to himself about you and I. What, what an amazing uh, thought to think that God talks to himself about you and I. When the, the, the devil wants us to believe that the God doesn't care about us, that, that God is through with us, that God has thrown in a towel on his creation, but God is still talking to himself about you and I. In this in this in this verses, in this chapter of Romans chapter eight, God is 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 the one who's doing the praying. And and here God is bringing our burdens to himself. We find that in the word intercedes or the, the word intercession, it is used twice, literally meaning to speak in another's behalf or to confer with another on the behalf of another. The word intercession, it describes a, a scale where the balance is shifted in someone's favor. In other words, it reminds us that the Lord Jesus is constantly, he's continuously, he is, uh, he is consistently uh, praying for you and uh, you and me. Uh, allow that truth, uh, allow that truth tonight to plant uh, its seed in your life and let the roots grow deep into your heart to know that the Lord Jesus Christ, 
the Lord of glory, the, the, the earth, the earthly son of man and the eternal son of God. At this moment, he is sitting at the right hand of the father and he is praying for you and to me. God is talking, God the Father is talking to God the Son, and he's talking about you and I. And, and I don't know what you're dealing with in life. I, I don't know what's going on in your family. I don't know what's going on in your finances. I don't know what's going on in, 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 your, in your life, but I want you to know that in your hour of trouble, God is talking to himself about you. In, in your hour of trials, God is talking to himself about your situation. In the midst of your temptation, God is talking to himself about your temptation. And, and in the hour of distress, in the hour of, uh, uh, of doubt, in the hour of discouragement, in the hour of defeat, in the hour of depression, you can rest assured that God is talking to himself about you and I. That, 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 that's what this text is teaching us. This text is teaching, is tailored to teach us that, that, that God talks to himself about us, suggests that he is personally involved and interested in the affairs of our lives. God did not just set the world in motion and said, y'all make it the best you can. No, in other words, for God to talk to himself about us indicates that we are always on his mind. Again, the enemy tries his best to convince us that God cares nothing about us. But this text explains that God accepts us in his great love so much so that he holds conversations with himself to talk about us. His high, holy, heavenly conversation that we are talking about tonight gives us the evidence that we are divinely accepted in as the beloved of God. Now, I don't have time to do it tonight because I told you when we got on that we got a long way to go in a short time to get there. But 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 it would do you good to 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 read through this eighth chapter of Romans, and I need you to do a couple of things. I need you to 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 to, to either circle every time you see the Holy Spirit or the Spirit referred to in the text, and then I need you to maybe possibly underline every time you hear uh, about uh, Christ, that Jesus Christ, uh, or the Son of God. And, and then if you really want to do something, then uh, just point an arrow every time you see God. And what you'll discover is that what I'm saying is true, that God is so concerned about us that as the Trinity, that God, the Father talks to God, the Son, God's Son talks to God, the Spirit, his Holy Spirit. And guess what? He, they are convening, they're conversing about you and I. When we get to this verses 27, uh, 26 and 27, the Spirit helps us. When we do not know 
how to pray, or what we should be praying for. I want you to get this because this is important. That's what I want us to use this time of Bible study tonight. I want us to use our time of Bible study tonight to really uh, zero in on what this text is to teach us. And I'm hoping, I'm praying, it is my it is my goal tonight and it is my assignment tonight by the Holy Spirit that you leave here understanding what it means for God to talk to himself about you and I. The text says, look at verse 26, and likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. It's important, as I always have taught you, it's important for us to study uh, uh, words. And, 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 and here's the first word I want us to draw our attention, and that is likewise. At the beginning of verse 26, this word likewise, Paul has been giving us and explaining to us the help that is at our disposal. He he's talking about help helping us in what he's been saying. And now he wants to give us some some more help by explaining that we have a help. Bird watched it. He said, not only do we need help, not only is help available, but he gives us and he talks to us about the helper. I told you in the original language, it is the paraclete, which is one who comes alongside of us. The, the, the way he, uh, he's been helping us, the way Paul has been helping us is he's been telling us why our suffering is worth enduring for Christ. One more time. I, I don't know a better a better verse. I don't know a better text for us that will speak to us in a time where this variant of the COVID of COVID nineteen has has now turned into uh, not one but two and possibly even a third variance. And and here we are as God's people scratching our heads trying to figure out what in the world should we be doing? Should we open? Should we close? Should we be active? Should we be uh, passive? What, what should the church do? I believe this text teaches, tailored to teach us exactly what we need to hear from God, even in 2022. All the verses, watch this. I hope you read uh, this eighth chapter, because what you'll discover is all the verses between verse 18 and verse 25 gives reason why we should hold fast to the hope in the midst of, uh, uh, in, in the midst of, this is my watch talking to me. I said COVID and my, and my, and my Apple watch start telling me what, what COVID was. I don't know what that is, but I'm, I'm going to take it as a good sign uh, 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 that he, that, that, that in verses 18 through 25, the reason for why we should hold fast in the midst of 
COVID, in the midst of uh, the Delta variants, in the midst of Omicron, that, that, that in the midst of disappointment, in the midst of decay, in the midst of groaning, in the midst of death, in the midst of opening, and in the midst of closing, in the midst of uh, a ministry being high and, and in the point of ministry being low, all of this, Paul says, likewise, in the same way, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. I love this. So, 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 so I, I wanna, I wanna ask three questions and prayerfully answer all three before we get off tonight. Uh, what, what, what? Here are the three questions. I'll give it to you up front. I, I, it's become my custom to give it to you up front, and then I'll give it to you again, and then we'll close and pray about the things that I just gave you. So here's the first question. I want you to write it down, and I want to encourage you to understand before we get to. Uh, studying God's word, I want you to understand something that will help you in January, that'll help you and get you through the rest of the month, rest of the year. And that is uh, use paper and and pencil and pen to write things down to help you to remember it and to help you understand it. And to help you when the time comes and you want a deeper understanding, you can go back to your notes and it'll change your life. I'll talk more about that when we get to studying God's word. And so to, what are the questions, Pastor? The first question is, what does the Holy Spirit pray for us? What does the Holy Spirit pray for us? Second question is, how does the Holy Spirit pray for us? What does the Holy Spirit pray for us? How does the Holy Spirit pray for us? And lastly, why does the Holy Spirit pray for us? So let's jump in and dig into this Sorry, first one real quick. I'm having trouble hearing you. <laughs> I'm having trouble hearing you too. Thank you. What what does the what does the Holy Spirit pray for us? First of all, notice. In the verse, it says, so verse likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. Watch this. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. What does the spirit, Holy Spirit, pray for us? What, what, what does he pray for us? He, he prays. And he asks God, and he asked himself in prayer, he prays for us. There's, there are three ways that the text points to answer this question. How does the spirit praise? Of course, he prays for us. That 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 helps us to you know to notice that the the scripture says that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Namely, it it prays for us. The Holy Spirit he prays for us. So so what does the Holy Spirit ask when he intercedes for us? When he prays for us? There are three uh, ways and three things I believe the text says. One, uh, the the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, intercedes by asking for the things that we don't know we should ask for. Here it is, right in the text. 
Y'all, I don't be making this stuff up. It's right here in the verse that, that, that the Holy Spirit intercedes. What does he do? He prays, this Holy Spirit prays uh, uh, for the things that we don't know that we should pray for. Verse 26, we don't know what to pray for right there as we ought. first thing. So second thing is the Spirit Praise, the Holy Spirit prays and asks for the things that we don't know to ask for because of our weakness. So he prays for the things that we don't know, but then he prays for the things that I, that have ha, that have been kept away from us because of our blindness, because of our humanness, because of the fact that we can't see everything. The Spirit, there it is, verse twenty-six. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses so the spirit holy spirit uh he he prays by asking for the things that we don't know we should pray for the holy spirit pray it prays for us by asking for the things that we don't know that we ought to ask for because of our weakness thirdly the holy spirit prays asking for the things that are in accordance with the will of god uh, he prays. Uh, he prays for the things that we don't know we ought to ask for. He prays for the things that we don't know to ask for because of our weakness. And then he prays for the things that uh, are in accordance to the will of God. There it is in verse 27. The spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. You see how that is? It's right there. Thank you, Pastor G, for another insightful episode of Learn to Pray, where you helped us to understand how exactly the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayer lives. He helps us to know what to pray for. He helps us when we don't know what to pray for because of our weakness. And he helps us to pray in accordance with the will of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And thank you for listening to another episode of Learn to Pray. Till next time.